This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, this is Tyler Ansem. You're listening to Token Tonight, the best podcast in Canada. How are you? I'm doing, you know what? I'm doing okay. In this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. It's a crazy time we live in. How are you? Thank you for having me on here. Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay as well. I like your setup. I feel like your setup and my setup are pretty similar. Like in mine, you might see like a, a Canada poster here in the background. I believe that's what, what do you got? like an iHome here and a few New York posters, even though I'm like in Newfoundland, Canada. <laughs> but I like how yours has like a guitar. I can see a guitar. I, I'm kind of curious. Canada. What what poster is that over there on the, it looks like on the door or the wall? The door. Oh, so it's a, I have an album called Prom Night that I released when I was in high school, 16. Oh, okay. My friend Stanley did um, some of the art. So on the door here is uh, one of the first uh, one of the first cuff, one of the first like, oh, nice. rough drafts you had of the poster, so it's nice. Yeah, that's something that like you know when uh, you ever have someone over and just be like, uh, here's my collection of things, and oh, what's that <laughs> over there? Uh, yeah, no, don't don't even look at that. That's, that's nothing. <laughs> oh man, I, I forgot it was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like a, it's like a humble it's like a humble brag. It's like over here is all my collection of things, and oh, what's that? Let me close the door there. Oh, I, whoa, totally forgot that that was even there. But hey, since it's there. <laughs> I want to start off by asking you, what are some of your interests that kind of got you into music? Like, who were some people that kind of inspired you along the way? Because, I mean, I'm a 90s kid. I grew up listening to, like, just say Backstreet Boys and Sync. And I know some people are like, oh, no, 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 you didn't. Don't be lying. Like, why would I lie about that? You know, you are kind of into, like, the jazz side of things. So I'm wondering, like, you know, who were some of your inspirations? Like, when I think jazz, I assume... Kenny G immediately, but who were some people that you would idolize or kind of inspire you to get into music? Uh, so growing up, uh, the first instrument I picked up was saxophone. So it was sort of a lot of saxophone players were who I was introduced to musically at first. I was listening to a lot of John Coltrane, Charlie Parker, um, people like that in that realm, just big saxophone players. I picked up on Miles Davis a lot growing up and it's from Miles Davis that I sort of branched out to like the Funkadelics and like my music taste just kept growing, but jazz was like the central part of my upbringing. Did, did anyone ever refer to you as like the, the sax guy or like, do you ever see those memes where it's just the guy like just, you know, going hard <laughs> on the, did, did someone ever tell you like, I want to see you do that. And you're like, no, come on. I want to be taken seriously here. Surprisingly, when I was in middle school, I actually had a big Afro and, you know, I had the saxophone, but people would be like, oh my God, it's Jimi Hendrix. Play the guitar behind your head. And I was like, I, I play saxophone. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they just like try to label you is it and then like it would be funny if like years later when you're doing an interview it's just to, like they bullied me into the sex <laughs> they bullied me into the sex but no i, I think that's that, i think that's interesting because like again you're what 19 years old i'm 19 years old yeah so like when you're mentioning these like acts like and i i, I don't mean any offense to these or like uh, to the acts you mentioned but it's like i look and i'm like what like who like come on it's like 
I, I, I know when I'm even mentioning like Backstreet Boys or like NSYNC, they're like, to, to someone your age, you're probably going to be like, oh yeah, I remember them. Like, why, why aren't they called like the Backstreet Men or something? And I'm like, okay, fair enough. But like, when you mention these acts, I'm like, geez, like that kind of seems a little bit past my time as well. So like, who kind of got you into this music? I'm guessing like, was it like your parents and then you were like listening to it when you were younger or did you just hear it on the radio one day and say, you know what, this is something I've never heard of, but I like it. Surprisingly, the, the internet is a crazy thing. <laughs> uh, both my parents are not bad musical, but uh, the first day I picked up the saxophone, I went home and I just searched like saxophone solo. And then from there, I just went down the YouTube loop that we all go down. And I was just picking up all these different sounds and musical artists. Next thing I know, I was watching like Wes Montgomery, he's a famous jazz guitarist. 1959 video recording and i was like why is everything in black and white yeah <laughs> you just just like you're like okay come on but i mean that's interesting you mentioned like the youtube loop because in some cases we all fall in that category like i know if i go on a youtube search it's so funny like i i see jokes or memes on it and sometimes you'll actually see youtube videos on this as well which is kind of counterproductive but it's like <laughs> i started off searching for like wrestling videos and, and somehow so i wound up watching a katy perry i'm like how did that how, where like where did i go from watching austin give a stunner to katy perry at a youtube convention and then it's like then you get then you try to track the video list you're like i don't know how i ended up here exactly when we got the press release on you it mentioned about when you were like 18 months old i believe you were you had was a kidney failure so uh I've had a kidney illness called nephrotic syndrome since I was 18 months old. Basically, uh, my kidney's filtering system, it shuts, it goes in and out. Oh. So it shuts off, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And it results in a lot of protein spilling out of my urine. So basically, it keeps the, the bad stuff in my body and I pee out the good stuff. So I don't have to get dialysis, but sometimes if it gets too bad, uh, I get something called a relapse. I gain 15 to 30 more pounds of excess liquid. Okay. I uh, have to take a lot of blood transfusions and just um, pee out all the weight. It's, it's a crazy time. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> but, um, it, it sounds like something that it's like you, you don't want to, uh, you know, get up on a, on a stage and be like, hey, guys, like, just give me a second. They're like, oh, he's, he's just gone to the bathroom. And then you come back and, like, tell the whole story. They're like, okay. Like, yeah. great, hey, great. guys, kidney over here. Yeah, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you manage, like, a day-to-day -day life? going through something like that like is it kind of contained now or like are you always on the kind of like um i guess alert just to make sure things are in check like ha is there any kind of warning signs that you can kind of tell someone hey things aren't going so well right now like definitely so i'm on a lot of medications right now some warning signs you know you could sometimes when i wake up my eyes are going to be super puffy which means that the liquid is starting to to build up in my body which is a big sign so you know always waking up and checking the mirror is probably one of the most anxiety ridden things of the day because I don't know how if my eyes are going to be puffy if they're not going to be puffy and sort of piggybacking on the first question just growing up was it was pretty difficult because you know I'm growing up and I don't really understand what's happening so through time you know I had a I'm very grateful I have such a good support system my dad my family uh, they sort of helped steer me clear they talked to the doctors they made things clear for me so I understood what was happening I, I look at it from the standpoint of you know so I kind of deal with seizures and Sturge Weber syndrome. So I kind of like in, in some relatable way, when you're younger, 
if these things happen, you're kind of like, okay, like what, what's going on here? Like no one's giving me like the Coles notes of my life. <laughs> like, exactly. Like someone like five years old here, Brian, here's what we know so far at five. You're like, ah, like, I don't want to read this. I don't know how to read. Um, but <laughs> when you get older you're kind of like okay i'm kind of interested in like knowing a little bit more about this so that i can kind of figure it out myself so like yeah i totally get where you're coming from in that aspect the thing that i kind of admire is that like you you don't let it wear you down you don't let it kind of stop you like again you're doing music you're like you know 19 years old i mean you know what i was doing at 19 i was sitting at home playing video games what am i doing at 29 Let's not talk about it. No, I'm, 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 I'm playing video games. Um, but it's, it's interesting to me because sometimes when you get something like that, like a setback, you're like, okay, so I, I guess this is it. I'm not doing anything. I've got to try to find something to keep this moderate or in check. But you're basically like, screw that. I'm going to do this and I'm going to continue on. Does that ever kind of affect your music ability or like when you're doing it, just say recording something that you're kind of like concentrating elsewhere? It's crazy uh, how music sort of works in my head. It's a big distraction. I, I have a distinct memory. One time I was actually relapsed. My body was going through it. I had like 30 pounds of excess fluid. At the time, this was in high school. Uh, I, I was in a band called Tyler Ransom and the Handsomes. And I was having blood transfusions all day. Sorry, bear with me. This is going to be a crazy story. I, I swear it'll pay off no, in the end. No, go for it. But um, I was having blood transfusions all day and I had a show that night. So I think it was like... 14 hours of just straight sitting down and just getting pumped up with steroids and by the time that was over i was like skinny and i was not feeling it it was like tyler you have a show like in an hour what are you, what are you doing you gotta go and i was like oh no so we go on stage and brian i can't remember the night but i looked at footage and it's probably the greatest performance i've ever done i may have peaked it's kind of like an interesting interesting story it's like okay so this is this is tyler's peak it's like so how did he get there a lot of steroids, man. A lot of steroids. It's like, okay, well, let's do that again. It's like, are you nuts? No, we can't do that. It's like, it's like he, he could be like the next artist that like, yeah, he's going to put like write out music, but then like, you know, he passes away at like 20 something. It's like, it's like, yeah, that's okay. You know, you, yeah, you're right. Let's not do that. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, music, so music's helped. It's, it's a big distraction. You know, it transports me to, the, to another place. It, I never really gets in the way because I think it's it's all about perspective as well. That's another thing I've gained throughout these years of of have growing up with this kidney illness, that it's all about how you perceive things and how you turn negatives into positives. When you're talking about kind of music as being an, an escape, is there certain songs or certain, I guess, musicians, like I know you named a few off to hop already, but like that if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like I, I'm like, for example, that story about going on stage and trying to get through it, like are there any times that you'll listen to something to pump you up? Like I know... I'll listen to like an Eminem lose it or, or lose yourself for like a Rocky. And this is just on an ordinary every given day. Like Brian, you have like an exam in 20 minutes. So like 20 minutes. Great. I can listen to this song about 10 times. And they'll be like, is, do you hear Rocky in the next room? He knows that this is just like a multiple choice test, right? It's like, he's fine. He's studied, but somehow this gets him in a psyche. Do you have any like kind of songs or artists like that? Uh, definitely like I, I fully understand the Rocky theme song that was me every single test in high school just walking into class earphones at 100 be like oh my god I'm about to I'm about to get 100 on this and it's like Tyler this is this is a five question multiple choice yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what you, yeah. and I'd, I'd get so hyped 
but um, you know, ACDC up there, Back in Black, and okay. classic, beautiful, you know. Um, even Eminem, Lose Yourself, yeah. that's, it's wonderful. How did your parents kind of take it when you said, uh, you know, I wanna, I wanna get into jazz? Yeah, so my dad was very supportive. He was like, you know what, all right, this is a yeah. crazy, <laughs> this is a crazy trip you're about to go down, but you know, if you really devote your time to it, I'll support you, I'll back you up. But my mom was definitely like, she was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? You need to, uh, you need a double major in computer science. Please take a business class. Lord yeah. help us all, Armageddon. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, man. It's like, <laughs> it's, like the, it's like the good cop, bad cop. I feel like when they're like, uh, when they get whiff of it, like even if they're, cause you know what parents are like, they like snoop around. So if they get whiff of something of like, oh, we got an interest in this. They're like every scenario, like, okay, so if he ever comes to us and says he wants to do this, who's being the good cop, who's being the bad cop? It's like, I'll be the supportive one and you be the one that tells him otherwise. Cause <laughs> we can't have too much support in this family. And we can't have too much negativity. Exactly. It's like if you go into Moro and you're like, um, I kind of want to go skydiving. They're like, they're like going through a playbook. Which one's the good cop in this one? It's like, uh, I fully support you skydiving. There was like, are you crazy? You're afraid of heights. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Tell me more a little bit about, cause I, it sounds like, I know you're only 19, but but it sounds a bit, it sounds like, you know, you should be like 30 or 35 here with all this stuff that you're mentioning about, like, you know, going, having your first show, having your own kind of band now on your own. When did you really take music seriously? And if you say at three, I'm going to be like, you are bullshit. No. Uh, at three, actually. Oh, oh three. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I picked up saxophone in middle school. Uh, I was getting super into saxophone and I was like, you know, this is cool. And then I think it wasn't until I was about like 15 that I, when I started releasing songs on Bandcamp and people started to catch whiff of that, people started to like buy them and be like, oh, this is nice. I started to be like, oh, I could like do this. <laughs> and then um, at 16, I released my first album and that's when I was like, oh, this is very serious. Yeah, let's get into it. And so ever since then, it's been crazy ride so at 16 when you're saying you released your first album like how did that kind of come to be was it like all through your own recording did you like go to the school and kind of like because i know with some people when they're first starting off like some schools have recording studios or um like a teacher that will say like hey yeah man like just come like i'll help you and yeah. in today's world it's like you can go into someone's basement or house and if they got the money or the equipment you don't need like a lot to come out with your first say, album. Like it might not be the best quality, but it's like, it's, it's way better than say what you put a, put out in the like eighties because of this, the technology we all have. Brian, it's, it's straight out of a movie. I swear we were just talking about this, but it was my, my drummer's, my drummer's garage actually that he converted into just like a practice room. Okay. So we'd all meet in his house just every other weekend. Uh, we set up our like tiny microphones, our tiny USB microphones we got off Amazon for like $15. We'd set up blankets, blankets around the walls to like soundproof everything. And we would just live record everything. Oh, and wow. that would be it. it. We got 10 tracks and we were like, this is beautiful. And we just submitted them. Then like a week later, we were on some Spotify playlists and like some teenagers just around our area that we didn't know were listening to them. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is, this is very real. And then I played Rocky. <laughs> yeah I, it's like it's like when someone sees you at your local like burger king or something and they're like hey that's that's tyler it's like put your earphones in and be like i'm too big for you 
too big. I will sign one autograph. I will take his picture. And then they're like, dude, no, I was just coming because you asked me to study here. I don't know what you're getting on with. And you're like, sorry about that, man. <laughs> that was my alter ego coming. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's Skylar. Sky Skylar Ransom. They're just they're like they're like I'm not sure if I'm meeting Tyler or Skylar today. He's got he got his shades on, so I guess you're meeting Skylar. How do you kind of manage that? Because I, I know, like, just say you're in high school and trying to get this done or junior high, and you know that your buddies are on the side going, like, come on, let's go play a sport. Let's play video games. Like, how do you kind of manage a little bit of both? Um, yeah, they're definitely like, it's Friday night. Come on, yeah. let's go to the party. And I was like, oh, I'm really trying to learn this John Mayer guitar. Like, that's sort of, you, I, I'm sort of with that mentality that you get as much out of it as much as you put into it. So there, I definitely... I didn't go to a lot of parties. I, I didn't really do a lot of clubs in high school because I was just always in my room just practicing guitar, just trying to trying to make it work, putting in that work. So like, I guess at school were you, and, I, and again, no offense by this, it's just, no, I, you're I, look, I look at it, but it's like, were you kind of like the, the loner kid where yeah, you have a few friends, but it's like, don't even bother talking to him or asking him because he's busy just strumming that guitar or like in, yeah, this, yeah. in this case, playing the sax. Straight out of a movie, straight out of a movie. That was, that was me. I'd be in the back of the class listening to B.B. King, big blues guitarist, just like writing out lyrics. People would be like, what's he doing? Yeah, like, yeah. Just listening to Rocky, he's getting ready to take the yeah, five yeah. question, multiple choice thing. It's just, and then like when you're doing the five questions, like he actually has a, um, he has a note that says he's allowed to play while uh, doing the multiple choice. It calms him, it suits him. I'd be like, okay, I think we're getting a little bit out of hand with all this bringing in notes and letting things happen on the fly like that kid literally over there has the answers written on his hand but because he brought in a note that says that's allowed you allowed it come on you got you got to make something up here were there people like in high school when you would tell them like this is what i'm going to do even if they're their buddy like sometimes your buddies are kind of just trying to look out for you but were they kind of like i don't know like you know maybe your mom's right maybe you should do a business degree but how, like, how did you take it? Because sometimes not everyone likes the negativity. Some people are like, as soon as you say a negative remark, they're like, how dare you? How dare you defy everything that I've learned? And then there's other people like, whoa, easy. I'm just saying <laughs> realistically here. How dare you defy everything yeah. I've built for yeah, us? Exa <laughs> exactly. Do you not see this poster on my wall? I mean, I mean, oh, look at this poster over here. How did that get here? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there, there are definitely, you know, people that are like, uh, maybe this isn't for you. You know, that sort of just pushed me harder. I was like, okay, uh, not everyone. It's something I've learned. Uh, not everyone's going to be a fan of what you do. But, you know, uh, those that truly believe in you will be there in the end. And, you know, you just have to keep on working hard. Now, you're at the age group uh, that I feel has kind of grown up with, say, the Instagrams, the TikToks. Uh, I sound like I'm a, like a 90-year-old. The Instagrams, <laughs> the TikToks. Do you use those to kind of promote, I guess, your story, like your music? How do you kind of promote your stuff? And like, what kind of feedback do you get? Like, Because, again, to bring it back somewhat negative, if, like, if like, you get a bad remark on your social media, are you the type that just goes like, Okay, whatever. To Easter owner, you the kind of just sends an emoji of like a middle finger back, and then they're like, "Oh no, he replied and he's mad." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how dare you defy my entire empire? Exactly. Everything I built. I, I I am now tempted to go on like one of your platforms here now and just leave a remark of like, like I don't get it, and then you just be like, 
it'd be like an alias, so you don't even know it's me, and you'd be like, how dare you? I'd be like, he's true to his word. I see those replies all the time from Tyler. That is his go-to automatic reply. It's going to be like one of your shirts. How dare you defy Tyler Ransom? I'm going to write that down. I like that. I like that. Well, like yeah, but like, I mean, I, mean I, don't, I don't want like copyrights, but I just want one sent to me so I can wear it around. And someone's like, who is this guy? I'd be like, how dare you defy Tyler Ransom? They'd be like, he didn't even answer my question. But then he'll go home and research it and be like, there you go. Now you got a fan. See? Big yeah. gray. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, long, long-winded way of getting it, but, like, in social media, when, like, how do you kind of promote your stuff? And if you do get backlash, like, how do you kind of engage with that? Because I know still at a young age, sometimes it feels like I can just say whatever I want and no one's going to come at me. But then when you learn later on in life, it's like, oh, shit. It's crazy that it's basically the Internet's have, it's given everyone a voice, which is great, but, like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been so I, uh, I upload videos of me just playing guitar to short snippets, you know, um, of what I've learned the day or something like that. And I've been doing that since 2016. So, you know, if you go back, you'll see like mid uh, high school freshman me like playing Miles Davis. And, you know, it's been like four years of doing that. I got my fair share of like other guitar players being like, oh, your guitar isn't in tune. Yeah. Like, oh, that that's the wrong note. Or like, oh, you played this in the wrong key. And at first, uh, it, it was actually like, it really hurt my feelings. I was like, oh, man, I mean, maybe I'll just, maybe I will get that business degree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, I didn't respond or anything, but then over time I've learned to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to take a step back. I'm just going to be like, hey, thank you for the feedback. Um, have a good day. That's the downfall, I think, of social media. As much as it's supposed to be social, I feel like it's more or less like bully media where it's like, Hey, you're doing something because you want to do it and you love it. No, that's not allowed. 2020 being a year of COVID where, you know, people weren't really allowed to, I guess, kind of go out and mingle, especially with concerts and stuff. How tough is that for someone like yourself where you're not, I know social media can be helpful in terms of getting the exposure, but I guess when you're not actually able to go out and do concerts, go out and really, you know, push your product or push your talent it got to be kind of frustrating so like what have you been doing during covid to kind of keep this afloat or keep this on top of the water yeah this is uh this is when bully media comes in yeah (laughs) it's uh i've been you know as as much as i am not really with social media either i go to my sister a lot you know i'd ask her what times i should post or like what type of caption i should have but i've been I've been working on my presence online a lot more and I've also been using quarantine to to write a lot more. I have an album coming out in February, you know, I, I picked up a lot of new skills on the computer producing. Just a lot of working in the shadows, sort of just preparing for for next year, hoping that the traction I've built throughout quarantine by becoming a big internet presence uh, sort of just comes to fruition next year, something along the lines of that. Talking about, I guess, your new album, you said you're coming out in, in February. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what can people kind of expect from that album? Like, you know, uh, what do you really want people to take away from that? Oh, deep questions. Um, it's a lot about clarity. Clarity was a big thing that it was a big theme of my life going in quarantine, as I'm sure everyone else sort of reflected a lot. So I spent a lot of time in quarantine just writing, uh, searching for clarity within myself. And I sort of uh, sort of wrote all those songs about that. 
So that's a big theme of it. I'm excited. I feel like you just changed my podcast name to Deep Questions with Brian. Deep questions with Brian. Deep, deep questions with Brian. Like I'm just gonna have to have like a, a C background behind me, and they'll be like, and then someone will understand the deepness of that. It's like we are getting, you know. So it's basically the water here. It's like I get Meta. it. He's in, yeah, he's in Newfoundland. He's surrounded by water. It's called Deep Questions. Like, how did we not see this before? Uh, um, deep questions. Yeah, deep, 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 deep questions over here. Um, but no, uh, that's awesome. Uh, now, I guess if quarantine kind of never happened, like it's hypothetical, but like what kind of things do you think you would be doing? Do you think you'd still have that album coming out in February? Or do you think you'd still be like battling with your friends of like, dude, it's Friday, I'm doing this. Stop barging at my door asking me to play video games. <laughs> um, wow, deep questions again. I know, you know deep I'd, questions. <laughs> I I'd, I think I'd, I'd still have an album on the way, but the topic would probably be a bit different. The the tunes that I'd be producing maybe a bit more in a different realm. But I, I think I'd still be as creative, but it would just be the, the type of creativity. That's fair. Fairness. I, I like that. It's a very kind of musical, artistic answer you gave me there. And I, and that's not a slight. It's just like, I, like I said, it's like when those deep, those deep questions be, give you deep answers. Where I, I should have started this off at the beginning, but I mean, we can get into it a little bit on the funner side of things here as well. Not that this podcast is not all fun. But <laughs> where, like, where did you grow up? And where, like, are you still, are you still in the house that you kind of grew up with? I'm so I grew up in Los Angeles. You know, I was born in Chicago, but I moved to LA at a very young age. And uh, you know, growing up, I went to four different high schools. So I went, I was, I learned to adapt as a teenager as well. But um, I'm still here in the same house. I've, I haven't moved. Very grateful for that. So uh, just soaking up the energy here. Interesting. Very nice. Very nice, Adana. And I, I feel like where you said, so you're in LA now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, well, that that kind of has to be a little bit of a plus because I mean, when I think of music and places that you kind of want to be involved in music, it's like L.A., New York, Nashville if you're country related, uh, but like, I mean, or Nashville in general because right now it's like it seems like they want to get into like the pop side of things too. But um, I I feel like in L.A. like you have to have I guess some perks. Like I mean, geez, I, so coming from just Canada in itself or Newfoundland, we hardly get kind of acts that come to Newfoundland. And if they do make a Toronto or a Canada date, it's like Toronto or Vancouver. It's like, well, thanks. Thanks for really thinking of me. I feel like it, I feel like in LA, it's like, you know, you'll get acts that come through and like how many kind of concerts, I guess, have you seen and just say the past couple of years and who those concerts would be? Yeah, I've been to a number of concerts. Uh, just hate you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one of the first ones I went to was uh, Gary Clark Jr. Actually, uh, uh, he's a big blues guitarist. At a, at a, I saw him at a record store. Um, I saw John Mayer a couple times. Uh, oh, now you know, I really just... hate you. Go away, Tyler. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've just been very honored to just to see big names like that pull through for your ally. I, I know when I like so go down that YouTube hole again, like I mean, I've seen I think it was in LA that John Mayer doesn't now maybe he does it everywhere, but it's just the LA crowd that made it really wholesome is when he does acoustic stuff, uh, I think there was one it could have been free fallen in LA that he's done and like I, I just eat that up and I'm like, you know, yeah, I like Tom Petty's version, but at the same time, like, geez, I'm really struggling to argue against John Mayer's version as well. It's so, a beautiful rendition. 
yeah but so i i feel like when you're at these concerts like yeah you're getting some experience but do you all do like as a musician do you kind of come away with like insights like i'm not saying you're like backstage with john america like john like tell me tell me all this stuff but like when you see that and if you see like how he reacts to a crowd or you know how they kind of i guess keep it entertaining to a whole mass while still playing music do you sometimes you bring that home with you like because i feel like if you're just playing an instrument someone's going to be like okay whatever but if you bring some jazz to it they're like pun intended Ah, if ah. you bring some jazz to it they'll probably be like oh man like this guy's saying he's dancing he's moving he's doing some crazy things here like is that the kind of stuff that you like take out of those concerts yeah so sometimes you know i pick up on their mannerisms i see what they say in between songs and i like try and incorporate that energy that vibe into to my performances you know one of the first song one of the first shows i did in college i was i watched like mac demarco at austin austin city limits for like an hour straight before i went on stage and i just i was like you like jazz and then i played some jazz tunes it was great oh, nice has there been like any kind of musical acts or I guess artists that you've kind of interacted with like I know you're not going to come out with like just say the biggest of names like I don't expect you to be like oh yeah me and Macklemore went to lunch one day or me (laughs) you know but it like have there been acts that you've kind of looked up to even if they're local acts that kind of have taken you aside or you've done shows with and it kind of gives you a little bit of new sense of light of things yeah being in LA I'm very fortunate just to like be around like so much creative energy um nothing that big uh, i went to a brockhampton concert i was able to meet the guys backstage they gave me some feedback they were like hey what's up man and, you know we handshook each other and they were like yeah so just you know keep working hard and i was like wow thank you i'll treasure this moment forever and uh, i saw thundercat after like he was like eating at chick-fil-a next to my high school oh, wow. and i said hi to him that was pretty cool but uh nothing that crazy yet but it, it, it still just gives you like, I guess, and this is the perk of being where you're too, like it kind of gives you um, like you can run into these people or you can sometimes just even have a general conversation. Like, you know, I, I grew up watching like late night television, like comedy is my thing. So if I seen Conan out on the streets here in Newfoundland, I'd be like, I'd be like doing a double take. Like, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's Conan. Like I, I'll go over and say hello. Like I might not just be like, here, I'm going to test out some jokes for you. But it's still like a, a like oh cool like he came here sure let me go say hi to give you some kind of a boost for the day. John Mayer liked one of my guitar posts one time. At first oh, really? I thought it was a prank. I was like yeah this isn't nice. So I put my phone down and then I was like yes yeah, it's fake. It, it's clearly going to be fake. It's probably a fan page. Then like I check in an hour and it's blowing up and everyone's like oh my god Tyler John Mayer and I was like. Oh, this is very real. This is yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when you reached out to John Mayer and be like, next show, man, I'm going to open up for you. And he's like, ah, uh, he's like, see what happens when you give him uh, just a little sense of encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the last thing I kind of want to close out uh, the interview with Tyler, if, if you're okay with all this, um, it's, you know, so being, we're kind of a Canadian podcast, but of course we're going to share it across all our media as well. But have you ever encountered a very kind of Canadian-esque story or a Canadian uh, individual and thought to yourself, wow, that's so Canadian. Like the example, oh I'll give, uh, the example I give to people is like, um, I don't know if you've ever watched like How I Met Your Mother or like shows like that where they kind of tease the Canadian, but it's like Robin bumps into someone at like the local pub and he's like, oh, sorry, you didn't see you there. 
oh, here, have a donut. And then the, I think Barney's like, hold on, you banged into him, and he apologized and gave you a donut. What is this? Have you ever had a Canadian encounter? I have not have. I have not had a Canadian encounter. You're you're the very first. Oh really? Okay. Well then, I am so sorry. I've asked you that question. I will send you some Tim Hortons to make up for that bad question. Well, Tyler, like, th- thanks so much for for coming on the the podcast. I really enjoyed the interview. Uh, how did you find it? Of course, this was incredible, Brian. We we really this is me dabbing you up. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Tyler Ranson for coming on the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob saying thank you for listening and good night. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at Let's Take This Outside.ca. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.